All right, this is the most exciting day of the year because it is Reformation Boise 2021 special edition of, what, am I overselling it? You look, you're like yeah. scoffing me. No, no. On the air. I have never known you to speak in hyperbole. <laughs> well, the preachers never speak in hyperbole, yeah. right? <laughs> Well, we are actually live on the radio today. This is a, a, a live broadcast because of the conference tonight, and I'm sorry for KBXL ahead of time to make sure, you know, I mean, we th- this plane might go down, so um, apologies in advance. Yep. Yep. Uh, but we have Dr. Robert Godfrey in the studio, um, our speaker for tonight. Dr. Godfrey, thank you so much for coming this Delighted morning. Delighted to be here. I'm looking forward to tonight. It should be a great conference. Man, it's going to be great. So right now we're sitting at 484 attendees and we're going to give away a prize. What What's the prize we're going to give away? For the 500th person to register, you will get um, a systematic theology study Bible. That is a great gift. Pretty That's published recently, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So go to reformationboise.com. You can register there. It is for free. Um, You'll also get gift a gift certificate in your registration pack for $5 off at the um, uh, book table. So let's go ahead and get to it. Dr. Godfrey, uh, this year's theme is on worship. It's Be Thou My Vision. Um, why is a conference like this important? Well, I think one of the lost pillars of the Reformation uh, in our time has been the pillar of worship. Uh, John Calvin, when he wrote his treatise on the necessity of reforming the church said the first reason we need to reform the church is to reform worship. So Calvin saw in many ways theology as being a means to the end of worship, Mm -hmm. uh, that we want to know about God in order to fellowship with God. Mm -hmm. And so knowing what God wants in worship should be a, a, a huge concern for any genuine Christian. Amen. So when we're talking about worship, I think a lot of people, um, in, in my experience, think that well, we're talking about that very kind of narrow thing that happens in the singing part of our service. Can you help um, clarify that for us? Right. What what we see is I'm I'm primarily a church historian, so I I look at the history of the church and I see in the last hundred years maybe uh, a huge shift in Protestant attitudes towards worship largely through the influence of Pentecostalism. And that's a huge topic to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but it is really from Pentecostal influence that the conclusion was reached that there ought to be a sort of emotional beginning of worship, um, which for many churches has meant a period of prolonged singing mm-hmm. and then a period of teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, teaching and singing are elements of worship, but the question is, is that all there is to worship? Is that how we ought to understand worship? Uh, where is God in our worship? That should be one of the questions that really press us. Yeah. So prior to this, we did a short series on the radio on worship, and one of the things that we talked about was the, the principle of, of dialogical um, aspect of worship. Um, Maybe you want to talk about that briefly, and you can maybe clarify where we went it, when it started. <laughs> where we fumbled. <laughs> well, I don't know how much you got, you two got wrong. I mean, you know, that's... What... <laughs> it, it, the sky's really the it, limit. <laughs> yeah, if, if callers would call in and help me here, this yeah. would, be, uh, would be great. But um, uh, the, the, the principle that informed, particularly reformed worship, was that in meeting with God, he speaks to us and we speak to him. That's the dialogue. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, he speaks several times to us in several ways in the course of worship. Mm -hmm. And we speak to him several times in several ways so that he speaks to us in scripture reading and in preaching and in sacraments and in blessings. And we speak to him in praise and in prayer and in confession of our faith. So this back and forth in worship is important to keep in mind because when we ask, where is God in worship? The answer is he's in his word. Yeah. And by his spirit, of course, that's true. But the spirit draws us to the word. The spirit doesn't give us something aside from the word. I remember reading a book, uh, I think it was called Reformation Worship. Gibson or something was the author. And uh, he he talked about how one of the things that the reformers did was they re- recovered that idea where, you know, worship was basically being done kind of on stage in front by by the Roman church and the rest of the congregation was just kind of spectators. It's interesting how history kind of repeats itself, doesn't it? It, it does. And, you know, one of the things that uh, people in the 16th century at the time of the Reformation found so very exciting was that they could be involved in singing. Yeah. And, and now I find it curious that in my limited experience of attending churches where there's prolonged singing with a, a, a praise band and a praise group up front, I look around and I see lots of people aren't singing. Yeah. They're just kind of paying attention yeah. to the performance up front. Yeah. And so in the name of participation, we see less participation, yeah. I think, often in our time. It's an, it's an irony of yeah. history. Yeah. Well, if you're listening... Um, Right now we have in the studio with us Dr. Robert Godfrey. We're live in the studio because today is the day of our Reformation Boise Conference. Um, tonight at the doors open at six o'clock. If you are our 500th uh, person who is registered, we're sitting around 485 right now, then we will give you a free systematic theology study Bible. Super excited about it. Um, so Russ, what, what are you most excited about um, in the conference tonight? I think part of it is just the idea that we get to talk about what is central to the Christian faith. Um, In John 4, Jesus is saying that God is seeking worshipers, and and, and part of the, the role, part of the work of Jesus Christ was to enable us to fulfill what we were created to be which was worshipers of God. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the, the difficulties of the church today is that we've lost this, this high call of worship and we've inadvertently turned it towards ourself. And in doing so, we've lost what worship really is. And we've lost all of, if you, if I can say it just crassly, we've lost all the benefits of worship. Yeah. Um, because the worship of ourselves doesn't provide what we were created for. Yeah. So, John Piper had that great quote from uh, Let the Nations Be Glad, where he said the reasons why missions exist is for worship, uh, to create worshipers. And um, can when we're talking about worship, we're not just talking about um, Sunday morning also. I mean, obviously there's going to be a, a kind of a focus on that. But in what sense would you say all of life is worship, Dr. Godfrey? Well, in the sense that worship is rightly understood as service to God, all of life is service to God. And so, but but I think what is too often lost in our time 
is that we are finite beings. And while it's true our work should be a service to God, it's not always a service where we are conscious of God in the work. Mm-hmm. We can't think, we, we may be able to multitask, but we can't do everything at once. And so God has given us time and place to focus on Him. And while we can worship at home yeah. and should, uh, and but there's a special priority yeah. to gathering on the Lord's day with the Lord's people in the Lord's house to meet with the Lord. Yeah. And um, that's, that's a, we need that time with God. Uh, we, we need it during the week as well, yeah. but, but especially on Sunday with, with the fellowship of God's people, as we fellowship with God, that is such a blessing and yeah. such a necessity for our lives. Absolutely. And it seems as if that become, has become more of a burden for some, instead of recognizing it as a blessing, as a gift. Um, why do you think that has occurred, that people see going to church more as, oh, I've got to do that instead of I get to do that. Yeah, and and of course, in the whole calling of the Christian life, wherever Christ calls us, uh, there's a blessing, but there is also a duty. And so sometimes the Christian life uh, in our individual experience is a little more duty and sometimes a little more blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to church as a duty isn't all bad, it's better than not going to church, yeah. uh, because when you go as a duty, you hear the word, and I remember Luther saying, we should never despise the most insignificant sermon, because we never know when God will do his work, yeah. and and there's a profound truth to that. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's a tragedy that we don't sense the privilege of meeting with God, yeah. and the the blessing that comes to us, both in our speaking to him and particularly, of course, his speaking to us. And it is really true that uh, the blessings come in unexpected ways. I'm sure you've had the experience talking to people after church and having them say, I was so blessed by what you said. And they mentioned something you hardly remember you said. It was not the main (laughs) thing you were trying to say, but it's so surprising how the Spirit applies the word to individuals in their needs. Yeah often in surprising ways. Well, in, in God's economy, he marries duty and delight together. Right. I mean, yeah, we have a duty to worship God, kind of like we have the duty to love and cherish our wives. Exactly. And, and so God God marries those together in such a way where when we find ourselves doing what God desires, we 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 discover the delight of our hearts. That's right. And my wife is always perfect, but your wife probably <laughs> have to be loved out of duty once in a while. And uh, um, But no, that's an excellent analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're listening to the Gospel for Life right now. In the studio with us, we have Dr. Robert Godfrey, speaker tonight for Reformation Boise. Go to the website, reformationboise.com. There's still time to sign up and come tonight. Um, Can we have Dr. Godfrey just give us a little bit of a teaser for his two talks? Yeah, please. No, I won't. No. Uh, do you, I just do you remember do what you're talking about? <laughs> do I have a topic? Is it, uh, you know, look at all the registrations. You're going to fit in really well here. You know, Charles Finney used to say, "If you're in the spirit as you walk from the chair to the pulpit, God will give you words to speak." <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, I'm I'm speaking tonight about challenges to our worship. Uh, what are the things that distract us from worship, and what are the other Christian approaches to worship that are a challenge to us uh, today. So I'm I'm going to try to highlight uh, those challenges, both historically and and in our time, and uh, why why people get distracted sometimes from the simplicity of Reformed worship. I think that's both one of our blessings and one of our challenges 
that Reformed worship is simple, and it strikes sometimes some people as too simple. Uh, and then uh, uh, on Saturday, I'll be talking about the comfort of worship, the comfort of what we've just been talking about, how we meet with God. And uh, uh, what a delight that is, what a blessing that is, that the God of heaven and earth speaks to us. I think I think we nailed it then when we were talking about the I think we com- did okay, because yeah, yeah. we, t- we played a game where if we were the speakers and these were our topics— what would we I say? I think we got it on the comfort. I, I, um, the challenge is we weren't as weren't as close. Sorry, but, but the comfort, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, but this is part of our I'm, enticement. I'm glad you to, two are already learning. You could do better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was part of our enticement for people to come out to the conference okay. because we we're like, you can yeah. hear what the the right answer is, not what our answer. Well, there was. you go. So, there, there, this is your one chance, people out there. Don't miss it, or you're stuck with these guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So can they sign you, up at the door? They can. So they can walk in. They don't need to register. But if you register, you do get some perks. Yep. Okay. What would you say um, for those that would say, I don't need to go to a conference. I have my own church. Therefore, this is, is unnecessary or unneeded or wanted. I, I think if you have to choose between going to your own church and going to a conference, you should go to your own church. Yes. Um, the church is the priority. But, but a conference is an opportunity to fellowship with people from different congregations. Yeah. Uh, it's an opportunity to hear people speak that you don't hear all the time and uh, to, to focus on a topic in a way that maybe can't always be done in a local congregation. So uh, it, it's a wonderful opportunity, but should definitely be seen as supportive and a supplement to the life of the church in no sense a replacement to yeah. the life of the church. We, we kind of compared it to one of those three feasts that the Israelites had uh, in the Old Testament. You know, they get to go up to Jerusalem and worship together. And and what a joy it is, a reminder that, you know, there really is one church. That's um, right. And the church and the the uh, trip to this conference tonight is a lot shorter than the trip to Jerusalem. (laughs) Well, you've been listening to the gospel for life. Dr. Godfrey is in in the studio with us. We are wrapping it up now, Um, but we would love to see you come to the conference tonight. If you go to reformationboise.com, you can register there for free. The 500th person who registers will get a systematic theology study Bible. Um, And there are plenty of other goodies there. Um, We hope to see you. Um, tonight um, and God bless you we'll see you next time